Listener Production. It's like a tradie posting a view of their construction site with the caption, Office for the day, from wherever you are, right now. It's Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, thank you very much, I have to say, to uh, everyone who came along to ZeroCon over the last couple of days, hosting a big conference in the International Convention Centre down in Sydney. Oh my God, for the, like, financial software for accounting. Yep. Yeah. You know some people from there? Bro, this was huge. There was 4,000 people in this arena. JK47 performed. Can you just get one of them to come over to my house and walk me through how to set up a payroll for myself? Oh, mate, it couldn't be easier. Jump on the internet. For gosh sake, it is the easiest to use anyway. Do you know what else happened what? when I was walking through to ZeroCon? I mean, it was it's a big event. I walked past signs that were welcoming guests for the 48th annual VLDB conference. Do you know what VLDB stands for? Um, no, unlike you, I don't know off the top of my head what embarrassing acronyms stand for. <laughs> it's the 48th International Conference on Very Large Databases. <laughs> Where's the conference for <laughs> large databases? I don't know. I mean, we don't we don't mess. We're talking about big gig energy here, you know. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, we're gonna have to get to correspondent from there. If you went to the uh, the very large database conference, please get in touch. Um, I'll tell you what that goes for everyone. I love talking to people. You got to stick around because we're talking to an absolute legend today. He's the lead singer of this band. That's right, Murph from the Wombats is going to be uh, on the line having a chat to us about their brand new single, <laughs> and as well as that, Matt O'Kine, we follow up with a Matt and Alex mailbag with a listener who had an interesting story last week, which we laughed at a lot. Little do we know, things get a whole lot. The rabbit hole goes a lot deeper than we originally thought, so yeah, please. takes a bizarre turn, I'll tell you that much. Please make it through to the end of the show to uh, round out your week and ours here on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Got a very surprising email, Alex Dyson, the other day. Uh, I wasn't expecting it, I'll tell you that much. On set, you know, as I may have mentioned, <laughs> I'm a working actor. Oh, oh my God. Matt's <laughs> movie he's working on has become the new Sophia O'Kine, <laughs> his new baby. <laughs> and, um, and, and suddenly I get this email. From a restaurant, right? Did the ding go off while the cameras are rolling? You have no, to buy everyone a slab. A slab. That's a slab. I, absolutely <laughs> not, mate. But I did have my phone in my um, my my warm jumper pocket. Uh, that's the jumper you wear just in between takes. Sorry, mm. a little bit of industry lingo. <laughs> also, it's not called you... a warm jumper. I just said warm jumper because I didn't know what it's actually called. I think you and swimmers have the same thing. <laughs> what do you mean? Actors and swimmers. Swimmers, when they swim, they've oh, got those yeah. big jackets when they come out. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And on a sunny day? Person with the umbrella. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, just like the golfers. So, um, get an email saying your booking is confirmed at this restaurant. I said, oh, what? I clicked on open it. it. says, just confirming your booking for 10 people at 
this restaurant in the middle of Sydney. I was like, I've never been to this restaurant. Is it a spam email? No, they tricked it was, you to it click was on the link? Absolutely legit. It had all of my details and everything. Because I got a message the other day straight to my phone. It said, hi, I'm Sion He. I'm glad to see you here. Australia is a beautiful country and I love it here. I want to find my soulmate here. I'm 28 years old and single. I like a man with good manners. And I'm like, oh, Sion He. I have extremely good manners. No, no, no. I called up the restaurant. I said, so I just got an email about the booking. And they said, yeah, it's here on our system. 10 people. We'll see you tonight. I said, no, I haven't made a booking. I, I don't know how this, I don't know how you got all my details and everything like that. She said, well, it's come from inside our system, right? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. Um, I don't know whether there's, like, the system's decided to try and trap me or something. Yeah. Um, but some somehow, something had made this booking. I've never been to the restaurant. I don't know how they have any of my details, right? I don't know how they thought you had 10 friends. <laughs> the weirdest part of the story for Mel. But for it, did, it did make me think about reservation blunders because uh, thankfully they cancelled it, by the way. I don't okay, know. Good. They said, okay, well, I'll find out who did this and get back to you. And then I imagine if they go, uh, we require 24 <laughs> hours notice in <laughs> yeah. advance. Well, I was a bit worried because I was like, if they've got my phone number, my address and everything, they might mm. have my credit card details. <sighs> right? I had been into one other place in that building before as part of a function for work. <laughs> so I don't know how that happened. But it made me think about reservation blunders because my friend, dinner time, shout out to him over in Dubai. Was celebrating New Year's Eve recently. Reserved the table. Him and his partner, two hundred and fifty dollars, or you can drink. Ooh. You know, big cocktails, wines, all the yeah. It was a pretty fancy thing. So he's, he's booked the table per head. I don't know, but what he did find out was that that was actually just the deposit that he needed to pay. <laughs> to then. I hope <laughs> I hope they required a fifty percent deposit and not was, a ten percent no, deposit. No, and it was so so it was like you have to pay two hundred fifty dollars. He thought he was having all you could eat drinks and food all night, so he's just <laughs> eating all the stuff he wants. He's slamming all these cocktails, and they're like, "So you've chipped away at two hundred fifty dollars worth of your like thousand dollar bill that he ended up having to pay." So he's like. <sighs> He got a little bit done by the reservation blunder as well. All right. Well, we've got some other people who have been cooked by this. Jack said the Centrepoint Tower restaurant wouldn't let us up the lift due to high winds. Oh, I haven't so, done that yet. So reserve the table up there. The lift's broken. Do you have to walk to the top then? <laughs> That's like that caller who had to do the, uh, remember that she had to walk down the stairs because of the fire alarm recently? 32 levels oh, yeah, in the apartment. Right. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, at least you'd work off dessert if you had to do that. Oh, you Center will be point. getting dessert, thank you. Amanda says, I went out to dinner with my sister and we swore that we had a reservation, but I accidentally made it for the next day. Oh, the day. next day one. That's a, that's a stinker. Uh, Amber said, I've had that many customers book the wrong date online, but somehow it's always my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Lift your game, Amber. And uh, Harry is with us as well. G'day, Harry. Yeah, g'day, boys. You had a ham reservation. <laughs> I did. Christmas ham reservation. <laughs> booked it in. Booked it in a month out. Got 30 people coming over for Christmas lunch. What are we talking about? Wait, wait, wait. The full I, leg here, I right? Feel, I feel there's a pre-story to this because I'm not going reserving a ham <laughs> unless I've got into a UFC fight with someone on Christmas Eve one night. <laughs> so what happened first to make you a ham reserver, Harry? Oh, like, so I'm from WA. Bunch of us, as has been a lot of years, couldn't get back to home for Christmas. So... Had a big old orphan Christmas coming up. And, um, yeah, so I was doing the ham, had everyone else bring in all sorts of things, and rocked up on the 23rd of December, said hello, 
here to pick up my ham. He said, oh, I'm sorry, mate. We've actually sold out. I said, That's, that shouldn't be a problem. I reserved one. <laughs> he then gave me a bit of an odd look. He said, no, no, we don't have any hands. I said, but I reserved one. And this kind of went back and forward for a little bit, as you can imagine. And then I kind of just left and sat out the front in a state of shock, scrambling <laughs> to find a hand to feed 30 people oh, three no. days before Christmas. No, that Bro, is the start of a wacky hijinks Christmas movie, I've, if I've ever heard one. I've, I've, oh, I have exactly learned that. from not reserving the ham, Harry. Don't worry. Alex Dyson is some sort of Christmas rookie. I thought hams would be... All over the place. I was trying to get a ham on Boxing Day. I thought it would be cheap as chips. I thought there'd be <laughs> all these leftovers everywhere. Couldn't find a single one in the whole of bloody Byron Bay. I'll tell you that much. That is king crumb energy, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love we'll the Christmas ham for Boxing Day. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah, well, I tell you what, Harry, that is a stinker. Hopefully they get better at holding hams. Did you get one? Yes. I found one in Fitzroy. They're like, yeah, we've got a couple hanging in the window. So Brilliant. cost a bit more, was a bit smaller, but managed to get one. You're and like, Christmas was saved. Like Arnie and uh, Jingle all the way, hey? Just uh, <laughs> doing everything you can to make Christmas right. Well, thanks very get, much, Harry. Get to the chop. No worries, boys. <laughs> get to the chop. Oh, God. All right. Bye. This is All Day Breakfast. <laughs> all Day Breakfast. Yeah. Well, Matt, always a treat to catch up with our favourite international marsupials who are back with a brand new song towards the end of 2022. It's The Wombat. I thought it would be more my style Champagne in an overnight kit I only ever did it once in a while Is this what it feels like to feel like this? It's another glittering indie pop masterpiece. Murph from the Wombats is joining us to talk about is this what it feels like to feel like this guy? Murph? Hi. How you doing? Well, good, thanks. We're excited about new music from the Wombats, but I'm even more excited about hearing the origin stories of this song because I heard you explain, uh, is this what it feels like to feel like this? Uh, it came from driving past a really run-down hotel. How did that happen? I think I was driving or I might it might have been like an extended dog walk, but um, I remember seeing this very shady looking hotel or Maybe it was just like an apartment complex. And then um, I let my mind kind of wander with the ideations of what could be happening within that building. Mm. I had no idea. I just had this idea that is this what it feels like to feel like this and like kind of catching a loved one in a very compromising situation. And then I guess the twist of the song, which makes it different from all the other kind of songs that are about finding yourself in a scenario where you're getting cheated on um, is that like, well, I thought that it was supposed to be me that was going to be doing the cheating. So like, according to all of our conversations and the history that we have and my history and what you say, like, surely it was supposed to be me doing that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly oh, okay. you're on the receiving end. Yeah, interesting. So, That's an interesting I, narrative I'm, arc. What sort of, I mean, because, you know, internationally touring band, I'm sure you stated some incredibly, you know, world-class hotels and resorts, but, um, you know, I'm sure that there's also been a few absolute shockers. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, will, I mean, we've stayed in more shocking places than we have in world-class places, let's put it that way. <laughs> I mean, I can give you our tour manager's number if you want. <laughs> he will find the biggest shithole in whatever you're hoping to stay in. Um, I remember one time um, 
we were all checking into a hotel in the US somewhere. And um, this woman just balled into the reception and was just screaming, there's a crack pipe in my shower. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There's been a few times where I've gone like, I just, I'm not doing this and moved hotel. But yeah, no, but I mean, peaks and troughs. Well, is this the the biggest song about a hotel now since the Eagles Hotel California uh, dropped? Uh, the seediest of hotels. I think it was Hotel California, and then somewhere down, like way down there, is like Jump into the Fog, and then probably below that is this. <laughs> well, top three at least there. Merv. That's, that's very nicely done. But it sits amongst uh, six tracks on the brand new EP, including Dress to Kill, Demon, and us. Uh, the closing track, Good Idea at the time. What what was a good idea at the time? Would you put down as to you uh, and the great career of uh, of Murph from the Wombats? Uh, crypto um yeah uh, investing in ethereum yeah that was a good idea touring to australia is something that you uh are obviously you you enjoy doing because we've we've had the pleasure of seeing you uh several times over the years and it's great that you are now back is there anything in particular that's not jumping up on stage at one of the many cities and festivals that you're going to be touring that you're looking forward to or that you always do when you're back on uh on australian soil I feel like there's just always something in the air whenever I land in Australia. And it's like, I don't know whether which way it's going to go, but I know something slightly traumatic is going to happen. And <laughs> I like, very, that's very exciting to me. What do you mean? Give us an example of last time. <laughs> what, what, when has when something like that happened to you last time you were here? The last tour was incredible, but it was like a lot of, you know, the shows were all clustered together. There was a lot of flying. There wasn't much sleep. Like some of the people who were kind of rigging lights probably technically shouldn't have been rigging lights with the amount of sleep they had. Um, it's like a very, it's, sorry, I should probably shouldn't, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, we're coming back and we're doing like Sydney Opera House. So that's obviously a very um, prestigious place to play, which we've had the fortune of playing before. And like, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, people in Brisbane can see you at the Fortitude Music Hall. Adelaide's got the Hindley Street Music Hall and uh, the beautiful Palais Theatre in Melbourne as well. Murph, have you been inside that uh, ornate building before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. It's an orchestra pit at the front. Yep. And so our tour manager, who's going to sort you out with hotels, um, (laughs) he ran in a wombat suit from the back of the building to the front and he wanted and he thought he was going to like jump on stage and he had a guitar and this Greek tragedy or whatever and he jumped up and then tried to jump on stage but didn't realize there was no there was an orchestra pit just went straight down oh Oh, no (laughs) All right. Well, make sure you go along to see these sort of hijinks live. The Wombats coming back to Australia at the end of November and through December. You can listen to the new single as well. Is this what it feels like to feel like this? Are people in like in the UK, like your home country, more excited about new Wombats or a new Prime Minister? I mean, that's been another big new release this week, Murph. I'm just trying to keep up with whatever the f*** is going on in America right now. It's it's all... it's a it's a very strange time to be alive, but I'd like to think that maybe um, the wombats are going to bring more joy than the next PM. <laughs> oh, we don't doubt that. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Murph. We can't wait to see you on Australian soil. Uh, check out secretsounds.com to find out all the details of the tour. And uh, look, is this what it feels like to feel like this is available to stream now? Thank you so much, Murph. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for having me. Thank you.
All day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, it's that time of the week where we dip and dive into the mailbag to see what messages and correspondence we were unable to get to in the uh, hectic, fast, rampant pace of our weekly schedule at Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. That's right. You can message us anytime, matt.n.alex on the gram or mattandalex.com.au as Ori has done uh, back when we were chatting about what did you miss out on after your partner Belinda missed out on a Byron trip because of COVID. Ori says, I didn't miss out because of COVID, but because I wanted to create another human, you know, because you just have too much time, money, energy, and freedom otherwise without them. (laughs) And she decided not to exit in a timely manner so I couldn't go to a friend's wedding in Thailand earlier this year, but my husband did go. So I got to stay home with a three-year-old and a six-week-old while Ooh. he enjoyed the resort in Thailand for five nights, still devastated that I didn't get to go to the wedding. Oh, look, hey, Ori, I I mean, I'm sure he didn't enjoy it. I'm sure he missed, he missed the sounds <laughs> of the house, the sound of laughter and... Yeah. Chatting in the mornings. I'm sure he missed all of that while he was sipping the scissor up in the bath. Um, anyway, Jasmine. No, really, you do. You miss your kids. Um, Jasmine. You do. Anyway, Jas. Belinda listens to this podcast. So Jasmine. Um, love you. Jasmine uh, says, when have you had to say thank you slash pay for something that you hated? That's when with Bronwyn's um, mm. painful massage. Jasmine said, every haircut I ever had in my teens. <laughs> I just I had to thank dad for the pleasure. Every, you know, every time he cut my hair, I always cried. <laughs> and uh, we've also got Hannah on the phone. Hello, Hannah. Hi, guys. Now, I'm so excited about this, Hannah, because I think it was last mailbag we actually read out your story, um, but it was quite brief. Uh, can you remind us of uh, the message we, we read? Yeah, so I went on a Tinder date after much convincing from a friend and the guy I went on a date with. And after a few drinks, we decided to go watch the football back at his place. And when I got there, he asked me whether I had like a hairnet or a hair tie so he wouldn't get caught by his parents having girls over (laughs) um, when they went home, except he was in his late 20s. Um. So, yeah, needless to say, I didn't go on a date with him again. Well, you are the famous Hannah who's a hookup, asked her to put the hair in a bun to look like a boy so that he wouldn't get in trouble <laughs> by his parents. Yeah, and a week later I found out that his mum and dad had found um, blonde hair <gasps> in his brother's bed and his brother had been grounded and his brother was like 29 at the time. What? <laughs> So, yeah, they just weren't allowed to have um, <laughs> so girls over in, in there. You, you, so you put it in a hairnet like you're cooking burgers back at a, in the kitchen of a fast food restaurant. He must have just always asked his dates to bring hairnets, but I, yeah, had to put it up in a ponytail. No, <laughs> Hannah, if that's a rule, then he's got a BYO hairnets. Yeah, that's, that shouldn't be written in the fine print when you're going on a Tinder date. That's incredible. So he'd learned from his brother's mistake, had a loose hair. His father, like Gil Grissom in CSI, had found it, <laughs> held it up to the microscope. It was, it is. Um, but I did remember, after I spoke to your producer, Bron, I did remember, like, how that I left that. 
he kept pestering me and my girlfriend who was talking to him at the time just said, look, I'm sorry, but she died um, and he wanted what? to send flowers. Yeah, we had to, well, oh, we didn't have wait, to. Wait, wait, no, 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 wait. Hang on. I was kind of on your side for a second and then you lied wait. to him and said you died? No, I didn't because I was dead. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, we were all talking about some weird dude here and it turns out you just lied about dying? Yeah, but my girlfriend who told him that lie forgot and she snapchatted me two weeks later with her and forgot that she told him that. So we got caught out anyway. But I didn't want to talk to him again. Oh, my God. Okay, well, go on. There we go. We've just kicked off next week's talk back. What lies have you? No, no. When have you faked your own death? No, how have you lied to someone to not see them again? What's the biggest excuse? That you've is go- how you've ghosted someone. Mm. Uh, how Literally. did you justify that? Did you say like it, you were the uh, you were the resurrection? Um, you were the the next next Messiah. Well, I do feel bad because he wanted to know when like where to send flowers, and my girlfriend told him to donate to like a charity. So I think he donated some money in my honour. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So, oh my God. Anyway, yeah, he was pretty upset that I wasn't dead. But <laughs> you were... I didn't want to see him again. I think he got the message after that. <laughs> Wait, so did he find out that you had not died or does he still yeah, think you're dead? Like, my girlfriend forgot that she told him that and then Snapchatted him like a couple weeks later and I was just in the background. Oh, my so... God. <laughs> Little weekend at Bernie's action going on <laughs> yeah. <there>. yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, well, dear. Well, I, I, I'm glad you're alive, Hannah, because you've just put a cherry on top of this incredible week. Thank you very much for chatting to us, and um, hopefully we'll uh, hear your wonderful voice again soon. <laughs> Thanks for the chat, guys. See you later. And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast today. We will be back on Monday, unless we are dead, in which case I might not God. feel like coming in and... Um, <laughs> Oh, my Lord. That is the nuclear option, isn't it? I that can't is going... believe. There's no coming back. From... Oh, that's... <laughs> Anyways, we thank you for listening to us every week here on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, and we can't wait to do it all again and, next week. Please and... keep in touch with us at matt.n.alex if you've got any bizarre <laughs> stories like Hannah. Yeah, you are always the best part of this show, so thank you very much for listening and for chatting to us, and we will see you on Monday. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.